Well, welcome to this week's Israel Answers, where we're going to finish our series about why Christians should support Israel. Today, I'm going to share with you some biblical reasons why you should be blessing the Jewish people and standing with the state of Israel. Welcome to the Israel Answers series, connecting Israel, the Bible, and you. Join Susan Michael as she explores timely issues and current events from a scriptural perspective to equip the Christian world with a balanced and biblical response. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes, which will ignite your faith and bring the Bible to life in your everyday world. Now, let's join Susan with your Israel Answers. So far in our series, we have talked about the personal reasons for Christian support of Israel, the practical reasons for support of Israel, moral and legal reasons. And today, I'm going to tell you the biblical reasons. Now, at the end of today's podcast, I'm going to offer you a free downloadable, the 10 reasons why Christians should support Israel. And those reasons are largely biblical reasons. So I really encourage you to get them. Today, I'm just going to focus on four different scriptures, one from the Torah, one from the Psalms, one from the prophets, and one from the New Testament to show how that the Bible is very consistent from beginning to end about this subject. So from the Torah, from the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, we read the story of how God chose a man named Abram. And this is what he tells Abram in Genesis 12 verses 1 through 3. Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Well, my friends, that's a whole lot of blessing that God would bless him, he would be a blessing, and God would bless everybody that blessed him, and through him all the families of the earth will be blessed. So let's get in on this blessing. First of all, this is not a magic charm. This is not a verse that's your key to how you should be blessed, because this verse isn't actually about you, and it's not giving you a magic formula. This verse is where God is announcing the initiation of his plan of world redemption. And he's telling Abraham, I choose you. If you will follow me, I'm going to take you to a land I'm going to give you. I'm going to make you a great nation, and I'm going to use you and your people to bless all the families of the earth. The Apostle Paul later said that verse was referring to Jesus Christ. That is the blessing to the families of the earth. It's world redemption or personal redemption, I should say. Now, God chose Abraham. And therefore, if you were to bless what who God chose and you bless the plan God put into place, then you would be walking in fellowship with God and you would be blessed in return. So I want to encourage you to get involved in blessing Israel and the Jewish people. Not because you will be blessed, because you will, but because 
God is at work here. He has laid it all out very clearly here to Abraham. And don't think for one minute that what he told Abraham has been revoked or is over. I'm going to show you while what he told Abraham is still in play today. So now let's go to our next verse, which is out of the book of Psalms. Psalm 105, verses 8 through 11. He remembers his covenant forever, the word he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance." So the psalmist here is confirming that God's promise to Abraham that included this piece of land is an everlasting covenant that will not be broken. And the gift of the land is a part of an everlasting covenant. Therefore, it is an everlasting gift. Now let's look at one of the Hebrew prophets, Isaiah 62. This is another verse that tells us how God has invited us to partner with him in what he is doing in Israel, in Jerusalem. And that's Isaiah 62, verses 6 through 7. It says, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him no rest till he establishes and he makes Jerusalem a praise in all the earth. Now, listen to this. It is God who is going to establish Jerusalem as a praise in all the earth. When is that going to happen? Well, that is going to happen when we have the kingdom of God on earth and the throne of David ruling from Jerusalem And that has not happened yet. And so this scripture makes it very clear that while it's God who's going to do it, our role is to be watchmen on the walls, praying and interceding with persistence and never being silent until we see this happen. We have been invited to partner with God in this great plan of redemption We are invited to be involved as intercessors, as though standing on the wall, and in so doing, we will be a blessing to Israel and the Jewish people. Now let's look at a New Testament scripture. I'm actually going to read to you two scriptures out of the same uh, section, though, in Romans 9. We have, starting with Romans 9, verses 4 and 5, this is where the Apostle Paul lists all of the blessings that we have received from the Jewish people. So let's read it. Who are Israelites to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promises of whom are the fathers and from whom, according to the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, the eternally blessed God. Amen. So what is this saying? This is saying 
that God gave to the people of Israel about adoption, His glory, the covenants that we learn from, the giving of the law, the service of God, the worship of God in the temple, the promises, the forefather, all of these things that you and I hold dear as Christians came from and through the Jewish people. So once we understand their role as though it was as a birthing people to birth these things into the world for our benefit, we have benefited so much from them. The very least we can do is to bless them and to support them um, and stand in solidarity with them. But you know, some people in the church teach that, yes, but because the, uh, the Jewish people that did not accept Jesus, uh, they lost it all. Now God's working with the church. He's got a new plan and a new people in a way. So let's read what the Apostle Paul said just two chapters later in Romans 11, verses 28 and 29. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. So this is saying that while, yes, at, at the time the people Paul was writing to here, and maybe even at times um, in history, at other times they've been seen as the enemies of the gospel of Christ. And he says, nevertheless, concerning their calling, concerning their election, their chosenness, their calling, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers, because God made these promises. We read about it in Psalm 105, His promises to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Israel. These are the fathers that for the sake of these promises God made to them, He loves His people, and He is going to see His plan to use them fulfilled. And it goes on, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Some of you might pronounce that irrevocable. So the calling of God cannot be revoked, nor can the gifts. Well, what are the gifts? Well, so much time in Scripture, the land of Canaan was the gift, the inheritance to the people of Israel. This, my friends, has not been revoked. God's promises to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Moses, Israel, they're still in place. Exile from the land because of their sin did not revoke their ownership of the land, and it did not revoke their calling. And in our days, God has brought the people of Israel back to their land. So we had better get behind this. He's using them. They are still the called of Abraham. He is fulfilling his promises. So we had better not oppose it and find ourselves on the wrong side of this equation. We do want to be on the side of God's blessings. So let me just close with one final point. 
With such a firm biblical foundation for support of the Jewish people, it is no surprise to find that many of the fathers of the Bible-based evangelical Christian movement preached from the scriptures the return of the Jews to their homeland and the blessing that that return would bring to the world. So modern Christian supporters of Israel follow in the steps of great Christian leaders such as John and Charles Wesley, Robert, McMurray, uh, Robert Murray McChain, Charles Spurgeon, and many of the Puritan preachers, just to name a few. So our series so far has demonstrated that while the biblical basis for Christian support for Israel is extensive, that there are also a variety of other convincing arguments based just on history, on morality, on legality, and just plain old common sense. So I hope you have found this series helpful as I have reviewed the many reasons why we as Christians should support Israel. Are you ready now? Are you ready to bless Israel? So go in today's show notes, we're going to link to the ICEJ where you can get more involved in our ministry there in Jerusalem. And I invite you, if you have never been to Israel, go on one of our tours. Your life will never be the same, and you will have the opportunity to walk that land and to intercede as Isaiah 62 calls us to intercede while your feet are standing there in Jerusalem. And then I have two specific offers for you, so please stay tuned. Well, hey, give me one more minute. I have two very special offers for you. First is, all you ladies out there, we have scheduled a women's tour to Israel this November, November 2nd through the 12th. I invite you to go with me to the land of the Bible. Let's walk the land. Let's talk the Bible. Let's have our faith restored and ignited and strengthened for the days in which we live. To sign up, I want you to go down below into today's show notes and sign up for our tour interest list. We will send you all the information. Or if it's easier, just call our tours department line at 866-393-5890. That's 866-393-5890. I want to travel Israel with you. Now, my second offer is a free download that we have developed just for you called 10 Reasons for Christians to Support Israel. Over the coming weeks, I'm going to be talking about a lot of these reasons, but I want you to have this download so that you can be preparing yourself, that you can share it with your friends and colleagues and invite them to listen in each week as I will be going over some of these reasons and going a little bit farther into depth. So in today's show notes, we link directly to this downloadable 10 Reasons Why Christians Should Support Israel. Or you can go to the outofzionshow.com landing page, click on Resources, and we should have a link there for you as well. So take advantage of this free download and 
I will see you back here next week, fully informed, ready to learn some more. Until then, God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Out of Zion with Susan Michael. Be sure to subscribe to Out of Zion now on Apple Podcasts, cpnshows.com, YouTube, or wherever you like to listen and learn. Out of Zion with Susan Michael is a production of ICEJ USA, all rights reserved.